speaker has been recorded at an online meeting of Addictive Eaters Anonymous. You can email us at contact at aeainfo.org. My name is Cara and I'm an Addictive Eater. And it's lovely to be here um, on a Friday evening. Who would have thought that coming to a meeting of Addictive Eaters Anonymous would be something that I looked forward to? Yeah, what was it like for me? Well, since, yeah, since I was a small child, um, I, yeah, I loved food. I really loved food. Um, yeah, early memories of just wanting more and few instances like popped to mind of my mom told me a story recently about being in a restaurant with her when I was very young um before I could really speak and um pointing at somebody else who had like a whole fish on their table and you know saying that's what that's what I wanted um just my eyes being bigger than my stomach and yeah another another story as well of you know being at a friend's house and getting emotional and upset and um and yeah them phoning my mum like what what do we do with Kara um she's so upset we've not seen her like this and um being asked you know, friend being asked like when was the last time she ate oh a few hours ago now give her a banana and she'll be fine and I was fine just just needed food um so I think before I even understood um you know that real like being aware of that desire for food it was um I used it I used it to feel better um and yeah throughout my childhood my sister used to call me a human dustbin because I'd finish off everything on her plate and just looking forward looking forward to getting home from school and getting into the freezer and working out what I was going to eat which cake I could find frozen cake I could find sometimes bothering to defrost it um, other times not or other times eating a piece of frozen cake whilst whilst defrosting something else um, and eating things out the freezer because no one would notice my mum and dad wouldn't notice that the food had gone missing and I suppose then a little bit later on I became kind of aware aware of how I looked and my weight and yeah kind of as a young teenager end of primary school start of high school and um just that that started the obsession of believing that 
you know, I was I was fat and I needed to lose weight and looking at other people and wishing if only, if only I looked like that. Um, and having that desire of, you know, really wanting to know when I grow up, what, what will I look like? And, but it'll be different. Um, and I, I thought I had it sorted at one point when I was, you know, early teenage years of being able to have my packed lunch and walk down the street for lunch and also to be able to buy some things from a bakery and being able to eat those things from a bakery and then having my packed lunch too. But um, kind of in secret, so my friends didn't find out I wasn't, you know, cool for having my packed lunch and being able to eat double the amount. And it was like the skinniest I was as a teenager. Um, yeah, and then, you know, things changed because I started, I started to put on weight um, around the time I started using other substances as well. Um, you know, the, the drinking the the drug taking um the the many many different boyfriends over time um and and yeah when I left but still not being able to do anything to I suppose control the eating um and then when I left and went to uni um that's when kind of had free roam of of the kitchen there was no hiding anything from anyone um my eating like kind of my eating was still um like to people on the outside looked probably quite normal um but yeah it was just it was just the focus like I could get out of bed to go to the supermarket at uni and to find all the deals but I wouldn't go to get out of bed to go to a lecture you know that was the priority um, and then yeah I suppose kind of a couple of years on from that um the I suppose the vicious cycle started of the of the starving myself and not eating and realizing that, that worked and I could live off live off cigarettes and coffee instead and um like you know the use of exercise that I could yeah exercise enough I would just continue to lose weight um and feel and feel fantastic except the emotional instability and that those times were were even more than they normally were um and then something would change or it wouldn't and I would be in a cycle of of kind of binge eating um and at the start that cycle wasn't that clear but just as the years rolled on you know that pendulum the swing from one to the other just got more and more extreme um, and food stopped being stopped, it stopped being fun it stopped being something I wanted to share with people 
um, and the feelings that kind of were growing inside me, like I, I just didn't, as other people grew up kind of around me and um, got proper jobs, I was living a life of flitting from one thing to another. Um, and, you know, in the big books, you know, it says, you know, discontent, irritable. And, you know, those were the feelings that I was feeling inside. But on the outside, everything was, everything was fabulous. Um, there was that double life going on with how I was feeling and with the food. And I had no idea that those two things were related. I had no idea that the way I was acting with food and other substances was, was um, yeah, related to, to my feelings on the inside. Um, and I was kind of in denial about those feelings on the inside too um, for a long time and, and blamed other people, you know, if, you had the family that I had and the situation I was in then you would be using x y and z and you know I you would deserve a treat like me and you know all just all of that rubbish um yeah and just thank god that I couldn't stop in the end I couldn't stop eating and all of the ways I tried to control my weight weren't working um tried therapy tried to copy people and what they ate um you know would just particularly with boyfriends find someone that I thought looked and had control over their food I'll I'll just do that um but nothing worked for any length of time and even when I thought things were pretty good like that obsession about obsession about the food and the weight was still there. And yeah, it left me on my own. Um yeah, finding it hard to get out of bed, not being able to turn up consistently at work, making excuses. Just feeling, yeah, just feeling lost and alone and so ashamed of what I was doing, how I was behaving um, with food. And I could I could see that it was affecting others as well, starting to affect the people around me because I couldn't hide it anymore. Um, and it was when I couldn't hide it, my family suggested that I do something else, do something else to try and get help and... Thank God that the the, um, the doctors said they couldn't help because I was a normal weight because that brought me to the AEA. Um, yeah, came through came through the charity beat found found the website suggested have a look and got in contact and. Um, I first read on the website that in AEA, you know, sobriety is from all mind-altering substances and behaviours and that addiction swaps from one thing to another. 
And it just like clicked. I was like, that's me. That is me. When I stop doing, you know, stop doing the smoking and the drinking, like the food gets worse or, um, you know, likewise, when I stop drinking, stop drinking coffee or I could just see it, see it clearly. Um, yeah, I made a phone call and spoke to, spoke to a lady who's here this evening and she just said to me, you know, um, that she's come to learn that her, her eating and the way she ate was just a symptom of the disease of addiction. Um, and it was the fear and the anxiety about doing life that made her turn to food and other substances to feel better and to get through, to get through life. And um, I could really identify with that. And she suggested buying the big book and coming to a meeting. And that's what I did. And in the meeting, I heard about people who did the crazy things that I did with food. Um, and even and even crazier things um, than what I'd done. But they were sharing that they weren't doing it anymore. Um, and there was one lady I remember looking at, and I remember I just thought she looked like an angel, um, so light and full of life, and everyone seemed relaxed. And yeah, I came off that meeting with that, with hope, hope for the first time in a long time that maybe, maybe I, you know, maybe there is actually a solution. Um, maybe I wouldn't do, maybe I could, maybe I could stop too. Um, and I wasn't alone. I was not alone. But there were other people just like me and yeah since that meeting I just kept coming to meetings and heard about what other people were doing to to get well um, coming to meetings and then phoning other members and hearing about their story asking them about what it was like for them and yeah, and I got to um got to speak to those members and um it was suggested to me to get a sponsor and ask someone to be my sponsor. I didn't know what that meant at the time. But what I know now is that someone who's walked the path before and is willing to share their experience with me. Um, and she's helped me and continues to do so to go through the steps of this program um, and yeah just as as I've gone through the steps it's not always been easy but 
you know, life has just got better and better. And today, food, food isn't a problem. Like, it is a miracle that today I don't wake up thinking about food or obsessing about what I'm going to eat or my weight. It is com- been, it's been taken away. Um, and I know that's, I wasn't able to do that. I tried and tried and I couldn't do that, but by through coming here and just following the simple steps and by saying, I can't do it, asking someone to help me and then, you know, coming to believe that because I can't do it, there is a power that can. Um, so just for today, I can follow what's suggested to do in this program and live a sober life. Um, and, you know, it's not just the food that has improved. Well, food's not improved. It's just completely different. Um, but, you know, my relationships with people, places and things have improved too and big one is like I have my dad back in my life today and um that was a relationship that I thought I'd completely destroyed um but I've come to see by being here my part in things and start taking responsibility for for yeah for my life and my actions and yeah I'm taught here how to live without using all of those things to to numb myself out from I was going to say the troubles of life but just you know living um so I'll just keep coming back um by the grace of God just keep coming back and just try and do my best for today and that's all I have to do um So, Trina, thank you so much for asking me to share, and I'll leave it there.